This is Blake Lindsay, and you know that I'm excited to invite you to Ziggler's Inspire Podcast. I hope you're ready to have some fun. Come along with me and let's listen to Zeke do what he does so well. Inspire you and me to be the best person we can possibly be. I'm a foodie, and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. People who are confident and productive, they don't mind you kidding them along. Good, clean kidding and humor, I think very definitely has a place. Now, I don't need to tell you that as a tenth of 12 children, six of them being too young to work, heart of the Depression, small Mississippi town, we had a tough time financially in the Depression. Other families had it tough too. But I'm so grateful that for whatever reason, I did not choose to notice what we did not have. What I did notice is what a lot of people did have in that little town. See, even in those times, I noticed some people wore nice clothes. They drove nice cars. They lived in nice houses. They took nice trips. They even had dinner out. Some of them even played golf at the country club. You know what I've noticed in every decade of my life since, and this is the message I really want you to get right here, I've noticed that regardless of the economy, there are some people who don't pay any attention at all to it. As you well know, the media has accurately predicted 27 of the last two recessions. Now, there are some people who just don't pay any attention to what other people are doing. For example, I've noticed without exception that in some instances, many instances, when the economy is absolutely magnificent, there are a bunch of folks going broke. I have noticed that in some instances where the economy is absolutely horrible, there are a bunch of folks getting rich. How many of you have noticed exactly the same thing? 
Now, this is major point number two. Major point number one is you do have a choice. You can do something now about your life, making it either better or worse, and the choice is here. Number two is this. It is not what is going on out there. You see, a lot of that you cannot change. There's nothing you can do about Bosnia at this moment personally. There is something you can do about you and your future, and that's what I want to be talking about. It's not what happens out there that makes a difference in your life. It's what goes on between your own two ears. Now, that's what makes the difference. Neil Rudenstein is the president of Harvard University, and this is point number three. His mother is a part-time waitress. His father is a prison guard. See, it's not who your mama and your daddy might have been. It's not what they have done. The question is, what kind of legacy will you leave to your children and your grandchildren? It is what you do. Now, a lot of times we encounter people who have a, you know, a pity party on a regular basis. They have what we call the plum disease, P-L-O-M. That's poor little old me. And they, you know, the, the problem basically with pity parties when they have them is that very few people come and those who do don't bring presents. <laughs> now, let me, let me point out, they did a study of 300 world-class leaders. Now I'm talking about Roosevelt and Churchill. I'm talking about Martin Luther King and Mahatma Gandhi. I'm talking about Clara Barton and Helen Keller and Mother Teresa, world-class leaders, 300 of them. 75% of them were either raised in poverty, or had been abused as children, or else had some serious physical impairment. But you see, point number four, they understood it's not what happens to you, it's how you handle what happens to you that is going to make the difference. I think, for example, of the Edsel Automobile which many people recognize as being by far the most profitable motor car that Ford ever built. Now, I know what you listening to this tape are thinking right now. You're thinking to yourself, Ziggler, that sucker was a dog. Well, they, you know, it cost them a whole lot of money. They stopped production. What do you mean it was the most profitable one? Remember I said a moment ago, it's not what happens to you, it's how you handle it. You see, out of the Edsel came the Mustang. Out of the Mustang came the Taurus. They took the mistake, learned from it, capitalized on it, and look at what happens as a result. It's not what happens to you, it's how you handle it. John Foppy was recognized two years ago as one of the top ten young Americans by the United States Junior Chamber of Commerce. I met John when he was speaking for the Department of Defense up in Colorado Springs. He had admirals and generals, CEOs of the Fortune 500 companies in front of him, 19-year-old young man, and he spoke with confidence and clarity and conviction and power. John had graduated from college three and a half years, come laude, working his way partially through. You ought to see John drive a car and scramble eggs and go skiing and paint portraits and do those sort of things. You ought to watch him just eat. Do you see... John Foppy was born without any arms. But as John said to me one day, he said, You know, Zig, if I had the longest, strongest arms ever put on a human being, he said, there'd still be only so high I could reach, only so uh, much weight I could lift. I don't care how long and tall and strong and big your arms might be. They have a limit. But, Zig, you know, I face more situation every day where I have to use my creative imagination than the average person does in a month's time. And there's no limit to what we can do internally. 
Now, this message basically is the power of hope. Because if there's hope in the future, there is literally power in the present. My objective in uh, these recordings is basically to share with you how you can get more of the things that money will buy and all of the things that money won't buy. Money is important. There are some people, you know, who literally are struggling for survival. Part of our objective is to help those people, and all of us, at least in one or two instances in our life, have been in that situation where if we had a flat tire, it was a financial disaster. If we spilled something on a dress or tore a suit or something, it really represented difficulty. We would run out of gas on the highway. I mean, these people are struggling for survival. We want to share with you as we go along how to move from survival to stability. And then how do you move from stability to success? And then how do you move from success to significance? Money is important. Now, don't misunderstand. It's not everything, but it rates reasonably close to oxygen. I mean, uh, you know, it, 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 it's, it's got to be in the picture. Now, you know, anybody that says they're not interested in money is going to lie about other things, too. A lot of people just don't have any concepts about money. They talk about cold, hard cash, which is silly. It's neither cold nor hard. It's soft and warm. It, uh, it, 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 it feels good. Feel it. That's long enough. All right, now, the, uh, the, the, the nice thing about money is it's so beautifully colored. I mean, listen, ladies, this will go with anything you've got. I mean, you don't have to worry about color coordination, yeah? You know, I got to confess, I like the things that money buys. I like to wear nice clothes. I like to drive a nice car. I like to live in a nice house. I like to take nice trips. I like to take my wife out to nice restaurants. and own I like all of those things, and, and all of them cost money. But I love the things money won't buy. See, money bought me a nice house. It'll never buy me a home. Money will buy me a bed. won't buy me a good night's sleep. Money will buy me a companion. won't buy me a friend. Money will buy me a good time, but it won't buy peace of mind. All of those things are available. Now, I'll never tell you it's easy, but they are available. I want to share with you in this series, how do you achieve employment security in a world where job security no longer exists? And I think everybody would recognize that. And we're going to look at that very carefully. How do you live well? And how do you finish well? I think it's very important we understand that. How do you develop the qualities that are necessary to accomplish all of these things? And, and do I have what it takes? I'm going to be giving you an awful lot of stories, examples, and illustrations. The Center for Creative Research out of Greensboro, North Carolina, said that the parable, the story, the example, is the best way to teach, particularly if you are teaching values. Seems that a couple of thousand years ago, somebody else used the parable quite effectively in teaching the truths that really do make a difference. When I think of uh, the thought that might go through your mind as you sit there in your car, maybe listening to this, wondering, well, you know, Zig has said some pretty significant things there about, you know, what is available. I wonder, poor little me, plum disease in full force. Can, can I accomplish those things? Well, let me tell you about Vince, Robert, and, and, and you kind of think along with me and see how you compare to Vince. He's 37 years old. Now, how old are you? Had a fifth grade education. How much education do you have? He drove a taxi. What do you do? Now, the question is, 
Where do you think Vince Robert was going to end up in the minds of a lot of people? I know many would say, well, there's a perfect candidate for governmental assistance before he passes on. But one day when Vince was uh, waiting on a fare at the airport or downtown in front of a hotel, lightning struck. I don't know what happened. But he bought a book. It was a dictionary, a 15-pound Webster's Dictionary. Isn't it? How many of you know why Webster wrote the dictionary? It, his wife kept asking him, now, what does that mean? Well, anyhow, <laughs> I'm sure glad y'all are in such a good frame of mind. You know, laughter is good for you. and gets those endorphins and the dopamine and norepinephrine hopping around in there, you know. And, and interestingly enough, it also is, uh, is economical to laugh. There's new scientific evidence that's been validated in the American Medical Association Journal which proves beyond any doubt that if you have a tendency to laugh and refrain from doing it, the laughter reverses itself, comes back inside, and spreads your hips. <laughs> so we, uh, uh, you know, uh, so we encourage you, go ahead and uh, go ahead and ready laugh and enjoy yourself because, as you well know, obesity is widespread. Now, Vince Robert <clears throat> put that dictionary on the front seat of his automobile. And starting on word one, page one, he started learning those words. By the time he had barely gotten into the dictionary, maybe an eighth of an inch thick, all of a sudden he starts understanding things he's only been hearing, understanding things he's only been reading. Now this is validated by Georgetown Medical School, which said in their studies that in 100% of the cases, no exception, that when your vocabulary increases, your IQ goes up every single case. You can build a magnificent vocabulary and not invest any time at all, none. All you got to do is get your dictionary, put it in the bathroom. Now, <laughs> when, you, uh, when, you, when you analyze what I just said, it really will take you no time at all. That IQ goes up. Now, let me tell you what happened to Vince Roberts. As he started hearing things and listening to things, he started understanding them. He started investing in the stock market, took every dime he could spare. He ended up buying the 19-car cab company. He kept investing. Today is a wealthy man, travels Canada, telling people how he did it. You know what I believe with all my heart? There will be tens of thousands of Vince Robertses who will listen to what I just said and say, if that guy can do it, I can do it too. That's what this is all about. As always, I know Zig gave you a lot to think about. I love it when he talked about how money can buy you things, but cannot provide you with what is really important. This reminds us of those credit card commercials that price all the stuff, but the experience they deem is priceless. Think about what you will do with what you have heard today. Make an action plan to get started. It will be an exciting adventure, I'm sure. Please remember to tell everybody you want to about the Ziggler Inspire podcast. Until next week, I'm Blake Lindsay encouraging you to live your life to the fullest. Ziggler. Ziggler. Inspiring true performance.